Hello everyone, welcome back to Venture Poland podcast. Uh, first guest in 2021 is uh, Kamil Skalski and he's a bit of a character actually. Uh, he is ex-Googler and because of his side hustle, side job, uh, he was able to create a very interesting company, a very interesting product in the Polish market actually. So it might be very interesting for some of you who do not want to go abroad with your product. It is a hardware product, so it's um, relatively more difficult to sell if you would compare it to strictly online or uh, SaaS businesses. Uh, So it's a very interesting story. And it is even more interesting because uh, you would need to consider that Kamil, he has been traveling a lot over the last few years. Uh, He was gaining experience abroad and he was also able to work for big organizations as a freelancer. So it is a very interesting mix of topics that we will cover today. It is a very interesting conversation with Kamil. I hope you will like it. I hope you will take something out of it for you, for your business. Please make sure to subscribe to the channels and leave some comments. I would really appreciate some feedback and some discussion. Thank you. Welcome to Venture Poland podcast. My name is Daniel Czachorowski. And my goal is to promote Poland as a great partner for any business venture, especially when it comes to technology. In my podcast, I interview Polish entrepreneurs, startup founders, managers and engineers, so we can all learn from them. Enjoy today's episode. Kamil, thank you very much for coming to the podcast today. Uh, You're the first guest in uh, 2021, so uh, welcome. I really appreciate your time today. Uh, how are things? Thank you for inviting me. Uh, I think uh, things are well and there is uh, hope for this new year, uh, both in business and in life. So let's see. Brilliant. Normally I ask a 60 second pitch if there is a proper startup here, but you know, from our talks before, it's not only Elector Pro that you're working on and you're a bit of a character that I would like to focus on uh, maybe today. Uh, Who are you, Camille? Let's go a bit deeper and uh, let's tell people who are we talking to today. Uh, So I'm basically a software engineer, uh, studied computer science. uh, And uh, in my career, I I was uh, working both in like big, big corporations. I worked in Google for seven years. But also I'm developing uh, kind of like a tech startup company for many years. So maybe it's not a startup anymore. Also recent years I was working uh, freelance and I was traveling. I switched into a digital nomad mode and visited many countries. Quite a lot of people talk about it, but there is not so many people actually living it through, I think. And since we have someone who can share some of the experiences with the audience. I'm going to ask uh, some questions on this uh, in a moment. I'm really interested in the technology, obviously, in Elector, and we will talk about it a bit later. But I would like to ask about one specific thing, which is something that I thought a lot about some time ago, uh, just when I moved back to Poland. You have traveled a lot. And as we all know, you know, traveling uh, broadens your uh, perspective, opens your eyes, basically. I would like to ask about the cultural differences or maybe differences in the way people do business around the world 
because when you come back to Poland, you see, at least this is uh, my opinion, there are some shortcomings for us as Poles, as engineers, as managers maybe. What do you think we could learn from others regarding business or life in general? I think it's a very serious question because this is a very serious thesis, but I would like to uh, know your opinion on that. So I think what is important to change in Poland, to build in Poland, is uh, the, like a network of connections and especially cross domains uh, between uh, people in different fields. They should connect better. They shouldn't like silos themselves uh, and focus like only on uh, their specific field and uh, education and mastering uh, really this one single thing, but more on connecting together all those ex uh, knowledge. And uh, I think uh, in Poland we are quite focused on like individual achievement and uh, maybe competitiveness. Learning from Asia, we should also uh, include like cooperation and uh, cross-seeding the ideas. Uh, other thing, of course, is the building of uh, capital, of wealth, and uh, changing the mindset to be more like risk-oriented and seeing the opportunities instead of the um, bad sides or risks. Um, but I think this uh, should come naturally. As people get more wealthy, they are more eager to, to take risks. Okay, that's interesting. Very interesting point of view. Before we jump into the company and the technology, I would like to ask uh, one more thing about your life as a digital nomad. So you're currently in Poland, is that correct? Or you're traveling? Yes, I'm in Poland. Uh, I was until summer uh, in Asia. And then there was a problem coming back. I managed to come back. Uh, sure. And uh, right now, I just decided to to stay in Poland for uh, for the time being uh, because there is so many issues with traveling right now. Okay, understood. So, uh, which country would you recommend to go uh, in uh, in Asia? Because I I, I feel like you're uh, Asian liking person, and me too actually, because I was in South Korea and uh, Thailand, in uh, China a few times. So, which country uh, apart from these three, maybe? Uh, my best pick is uh, Vietnam, okay. a mix of Asian and kind of European influence, maybe because of colonialism from French. Um, but basically in architecture, in, in lifestyle, you can, uh, I think Europeans can connect with uh, the way they do things. But uh, there are many uh, aspects of, of their lifestyle which are also foreign. So it's an interesting mix. You can still get uh, familiar aspects uh, of life and, uh, and connection, understanding with people, but also get surprised or uh, kind of uh, get interested into the new new ways brilliant okay so next trip I'll, I'll try to make sure it's going to be vietnam we'll, we'll see how it goes all right without further ado let's just talk about elector now um how big is the team and what should we know about your product as of today in 2021 uh, we have a small team. It's actually me and my uncle who are uh, founders, and we also uh, hire a front-end developer. Our product is a software and hardware solution for automating the voting process, uh, especially uh, in um, in like medium or large groups that need to make like decisions using formal procedure 
uh, with proper paper trail. Okay. We are working on it uh, more or less uh, from 2003 and uh, primarily focusing on, on hardware part, uh, which is uh, comprised of uh, handheld devices that uh, is used for voting and then the software which collects and presents the data. Mm, okay. Who, who came up with this idea actually? Was it your uncle or, or you or someone else maybe? It was my uncle actually out of the need. He worked on uh, Politechnika Gdańska uh, in a technical staff uh, department and uh, basically on the university they asked him if he can come up with some solutions to automate and speed up voting on their councils. And uh, he asked me, I was studying at, at the time, uh, if I can build some, some software and he will build the hardware, uh, the electronics uh, for this. And we came up with the prototype, we, it, it got sold at the time uh, and uh, it was useful. Uh, after that, uh, some other uh, workers from like Warsaw University, they visited uh, Gdańsk and they seen uh, this, uh, this hardware, this solution, and they wanted the same. They asked, okay, guys built it. so. Uh, let's, uh, at the time we rebuilt the, the whole thing, I wrote the software from scratch and we built a new devices and then from that time on we uh, created the homepage and uh, started getting customers. Sure, okay, interesting, very interesting. So out of need, very good. I know it's difficult to say because you're, uh, you know, almost uh, 20 years in the process now, but uh, is there any exit strategy for the company? I mean, you know, you're probably trying to get online somehow or maybe uh, to uh, change uh, the way you operate because of COVID. I don't know. What is the plan for next year's and how are you trying to, you know, get the most out of the company? Right. So uh, at, the, at the moment, it's hard to say about the exit because uh, really the, the business uh, changed quite dramatically over the last year. Uh, we we made like a pivot into online instead of focusing on hardware. We started building service and uh, try to uh, rethink our business model, how to sell it uh, online and how to uh, make it like a recurring uh, uh, sales. Uh, so yeah, it's like too much, too many exciting things uh, at the moment, uh, and uh, both technical and business challenges and uh, opportunities we see here. So uh, yeah, for sure not now. I, I was before I was uh, working in on different in different companies in uh, different projects. So uh, it was like uh, off and on uh, in time in terms of like you know, time engagement, but uh, now. Actually, I'm more focused on this and uh, more engaged. Brilliant. I would like to mention that you have managed to sell quite a lot of customers in Poland. Uh, these are schools, universities, uh, local governing bodies, and you know other companies as well, as you said. This is quite an impressive figure, you know, 700. I, I think quite a lot of other startups who are bigger and, you know, much more maybe <laughs> marketed online. I don't know how to compare it, but they think they're further away uh, when it comes to business and they haven't sold 100 customers. So I would like to ask you about, is this uh, something uh, that it's 
easily done in Poland selling to those bodies or is it difficult work and how it happens maybe? Well, one thing to, to note is that actually it's spread out across many years. So uh, maybe if you take a look at the per month or per year sales, it's not so much impressive though. Uh, most of our uh, revenue and sales came from like last five years. So. Uh, I would say it's it's not easy. You need to have a product which uh, really uh, works for for many different um, requirements and, and subdomains. Uh, we we made uh, most of the sales by by providing customizability and uh, flexibility of our solution. Basically, uh, my uncle worked with the, the customers to to configure and provide uh, exactly the, the solution for them. Uh, at, at some point, the, the scales comes so, and it becomes uh, easier um, because when the customer comes and he really have a, a lot of uh, requirements, we, we can say, okay, we have this all, so we, we just uh, do it. And then we, we need to present it properly, of course, but... Uh, is getting easier over time sure um, do you get a lot of referrals uh, by now yeah i think uh, for most of the time uh, this came as our main sales uh, engine uh, one institution has one branch and the other branch will see it uh, and wants the same or one um, person from university comes to the other and see okay this solution is nice Though I think nowadays it's uh, all of it is moving online and people just uh, search it and see that, okay, there is some competition, there is our products uh, and they, they will navigate over it, they ask requests and uh, uh, at some point they, they just pick it uh, one or the other, sometimes there is a competition with the price. So I think uh, it's, it's both. Now, in online world, I, I think this uh, online aspect is getting more more uh, prominent in our um, customer acquisition. Sure. Okay. When it comes to the segments in which you sell your product, which one is like the, I like to call it the low-hanging fruit? So maybe it's probably... 70 or 60 percent of your customers are specifically this type of company or this type of body like maybe the government or maybe the university did you find this kind of pattern in which you should just follow and try to scale this direction or you haven't noticed this kind of pattern yet so there are indeed several segments and our competition is uh, primarily focused on like local governments. Uh, we uh, sell our product mostly to universities and some like institutions, uh, associations, like professional association. Uh, and they make like regular or occasional uh, meetings for, and they need voting. Uh, I think. Uh, Focusing on the universities, especially that now all of them are moving online, that's uh, that's one thing. But also there is a segment of uh, companies, uh, shareholder companies, and a kind of uh, trade companies that need to like um, do formal reports and uh, regularly pass some uh, of the, uh, the, the decisions formally. 
and there is like a half million of them in Poland and all of them do something like this uh, more or less uh, formally. Uh, I think this uh, we already have a product which uh, can handle their specific needs, like for example, like secret fractional shares voting, uh, which is not like uh, provided by any standard software. So this is something which we would like to focus, and I think it's a good um, good potential there. Though, if you ask about uh, like the, our most of the sales and the low hanging fruits, it's probably universities and, and trying to uh, retain them and uh, expand also in, more in this area. Okay, okay, understood. So, just to recap on the business model, do you quote product and that's it, and then maybe just continue uh, support for that product, or do you have like a lease or a license uh, deal with each university or is it also uh, on per case basis? It's uh, many different uh, cases. Uh, we usually sold the whole product uh, and then like provided some support for it and after a few years uh, maybe upgrade or change the batteries. Uh, there is also like a service where we basically get our own equipment, get to the customer, we uh, handle the whole process, they don't need to do anything uh, and so it's like uh, one or two days per event basis. Uh, now, of course, we are the, the whole world is moving uh, into a subscription model and uh, online, so we are shifting into this. Uh, maybe we will not have the hardware uh, used so much anymore and not uh, have this whole product sold uh, as, it, as it was. Uh, though we still uh, like a hybrid mode where we, uh, where the customer had the hardware, but also people uh, online can join and we aggregate it together. That's our actually uh, quite good uh, selling point. Uh, but yeah, I, I see definitely the trend and our uh, direction is to, to move into subscription model and just uh, provide like on use or yearly subscription and expand it to also to self-service. Sure, sure. I think it's very interesting because you still need to have the whole process very secure and maybe companies don't want to go online purely because they have maybe a laptop and uh, 15 or 20 devices and they do the voting and everything is like inside the room and nothing leaves the room type thing. Is is this a problem? How do you handle security then? Is is this actually a thing? Traditionally, this was actually, this is exactly the case. Uh, and we had a product which worked like uh, out of the network locally in a single room. Uh, right now, online changes the perspective, though uh, we have some customers that uh, buy the software, the server software, and they want to install it on their own premises. Uh, and I think this uh, probably is going to be a trend in, in tech in general, moving uh, the cloud services locally because of the security and uh, control. Uh, on the other hand, especially in Poland, I see that the the security aspect is not uh, so seen as very important. People don't really ask for this. They assume that it's uh, secured. And uh, of course, they want uh, simplicity. They, they want ease of use. Uh, 
probably the, the most difficult aspect of uh, getting into our product is managing the logins. But it's because it's, it's hard for people to like uh, create the accounts and receive emails and change passwords and manage the passwords and so on. And uh, I think in, in general, in tech, it's going to be also the trend to remove those obstacles and provide uh, better mechanisms for authentication and login, which we will jump in and, and uh, benefit from for sure. Uh, but in terms of focus on security, you know, people actually want us to make our passwords simpler, make the process of uh, authenticating simpler, not create so many barriers to for people to enter into the system. Okay. Surely, because of the number of customers you sold to, you have also, you know, maintained some of the contacts, basically. So I'm I'm pretty much sure that if you would go and just ask for support from the customers in terms of you know in which direction this should go they would probably you know give it to you i think that's that's one of the key things when you have a customer so are you planning to maybe discuss this kind of things with with your customers and maybe this is the feedback you have already received uh, we get a lot of feedback from customers. Uh, basically, most of our features are driven by by customers. I uh, I kind of tend to filter them and try to focus on the features that uh, occur in in uh, feedbacks from diff several different customers before like building something really uh, custom. Uh, but yeah, I, also there, this aspect is important because uh, right now, if we shift online, we can still contact our previous customers and ask them to, to upgrade uh, into the online option and uh, create a, a subscription for them. So that's uh, something which we started exploring, but uh, still have a lot of uh, to do. Once we perfect our online solution, uh, this will definitely be a nice uh, flow of, uh, of like upgrades. Camille, I contacted you because you were searching for partner on a Facebook group. I went to LinkedIn. I've searched about Elector Pro. What are you looking to extend in the current team? Is it someone more sales oriented or someone also technical so you can drive the, uh, you know, the development forwards? What are your plans when it comes to hiring? What we are looking for is somebody to help us with the business development and, and sales, uh, basically. So uh, we are, uh, both our founders are technical. And even though my uncle is doing uh, most of the business and sales and everything, it's uh, not really uh, having a modern approach, and especially in the new world uh, where we need to sell, sell online, uh, we need to market the, the product differently, uh, to use different approach um, compared to, to the old ways. Um, because traditionally, uh, the personal contact with the customer and presentation of the product, just uh, going there and showing them uh, was, uh, I think, more important now. Uh, a different approach, especially if we want to scale, this is, is more important. So definitely we are uh, looking for someone who, of course, we can communicate with uh, well, uh, being technical people, but also have somebody who will bring a completely new perspective and uh, a business, uh, modern business approach uh, to our product. 
Sure, sure. Okay. I would like to wish you luck, obviously, with the search. Uh, maybe when we release the podcast, someone will someone will contact you guys. I'll try to mention this. I'll write this down and I'll try to mention this on LinkedIn. Closing question. We all learn all the time. And I would like to ask you, what did you learn recently uh, that helps you do your job better? It's, it's, uh, it's a closing question for pretty much all the guests. Please. Uh, I think uh, it's always uh, focus on getting things done. Uh, I tended to like uh, do a really craftsmanship about the, the, some parts of software architecture and maybe sometimes forgetting the, the big picture. Uh, and when I talk or work with other people, there's always a reminder and uh, get things done is the, the first and most important uh, I think that you you can do in like um, your professional career. Hmm. Okay, so forget about perfectionism. Just make sure that it works, and then reiterate. Yeah, maybe maybe it's uh, not so good advice, but I I think it's it just uh, it's practical, and especially in, in currently the world is changing uh, faster and faster, and you you just. Uh, you may get, you, know, you start using one product or service, but after a few years, maybe you change, you uh, you switch to something which works better and you don't get attached to the, this other solution or to a specific architecture. It's, uh, you, you should just consider those tools, not uh, kind of like a, a ideological, uh, it needs to be like a perfect architecture or perfect solution. Uh, okay. Brilliant. Kamil, thank you very much for your time. I really think it was a very uh, refreshing interview. You know, we have interviewed companies and people with different experiences. You know, we're all trying to basically express ourselves here. Okay, it's business or it's technology, but still, you know, we're people and we're trying to do what we like and what makes us happy. I hope that things will be great for you guys in 2021. Uh, we'll see how it goes and we will stay in touch. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. This was an interesting discussion. Uh, I, I also have uh, high hopes. And uh, yeah, I think th this is important. Uh, in the end, we we should have a team and we should feel happy working together and uh, delivering something new to the world. Brilliant. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.